Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Housewives Archives, a podcast where we discuss in great depth all things real housewives. My name is James Evans, and joining me is my co-host, it's Ellie Nunn. <laughs> Hello, James. Thank you, James, for not bothering to change our names round in my chat intro. Well, I can't always be the one to write the script. <laughs> it's a bit like calling me by your name, isn't it? I quite like it. It's keeping me on my toes. How are you doing? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm quite good. I'm um, I'm broadcasting from my uh, little brother's bedroom. You should probably explain. So I'm now back UK side. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm quarantining at home. And yeah, I have a very professional setup going on at the moment um, and trying to kind of surreptitiously record this podcast so that my parents don't catch wind of it and ask me too many questions. So This is somewhat um, tragic for James and I because on the occasion that we are in the same country, which we do try and make happen you know two or three times a year Mm. we're straight to each other's front door um you're my first port of call straight into each other's arms exactly and this Mm -hmm. year it feels very strange to not only have have seen each other so little but also to have you back in um in the uk's embrace but so far it's such a tease isn't it i'm really scared that we're not going to be able to see each other this time just because of all of the various restrictions of of where we individually live. I know. I think I've I've kind of gotten to the very final step and then just been thwarted last minute. And now I just, I'm here just festering away as it were, because I don't have you to reinvigorate me. <laughs> I know, to give you your facial injection or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Just rejuvenation of all parts, you know. Exactly. Some aren't broadcastable. I've just, all I can picture is Ramona's bum in those pink is it bikini bottoms or or underwear where she goes to get her bum rejuvenated and she's still got the boots on and she's like twerking on the on the counter this is season five it is that image stays with me yeah a lot i think about it all the time she uses for someone especially at that point someone who's very prim and proper she uses some quite colorful language as well if i remember correctly in that scene i was quite shocked i I clutched my pearls I was quite turned on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long year. And that's the magic of a broadcasting duo is that we have um, <laughs> divergences of opinion such as this. <laughs> Discuss. Yes, I I did say to James just now, I do feel he's he's the sort of Ramona to my Sonia in your togetherness at the moment where I know that I can be um, somewhat flappy. However, I actually am feeling quite, together at the moment and i don't want to freak you out james but i think i might be becoming hot oh really oh fantastic so how many hamsters are you now i'm gonna say a solid four. Oh, fantastic and maybe like someone's pet like grass snake as well oh great oh ellie oh so you've really been taking it to heart so you've been writing notes in your notebook then um yep i've been scribbling away furiously um Although I have to say, James, I did skip lunch today, so I I probably owe Kelly like an hour of sitting in the corner staring at the wall or something. Specifically Indian style, whatever that means. (laughs) Well, she admonishes you. Brushing over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep it moving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been doing it all, Ellie. Let me tell you, I've been doing cartwheels in the quad with my girlfriends. I've been learning to love my long, Mm -hmm. large legs. I've been drinking smoothies with a giggle. (laughs) Just generally rocking back and forth in a corner. All week thinking about how hot I'm becoming. You know, the list goes on, really. <laughs> Can't you tell? Say something, please. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, you are, you are looking particularly hot. Oh, fantastic. In that s- sweater turtleneck. Mm. Turtlenecks are hot. 
You you love it. Actually, I was about to say you love a turtleneck, but I feel like we jointly love a turtleneck in a very Nora Ephron homage way. I love a knit in general. Mm, yeah, you're good with a chunky knit. And I also have knits, so it's a double whammy. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah. God, do you remember knits? Knits was such a big part of my life. This, like, sidebar. But I had really long hair when I was younger. And uh, I do feel like I struggle to remember a time through my teenage years in particular, because I was at boarding school, where I didn't have knits. It just was part of my life for ages. Oh, it wasn't that humdrum at my school. I remember it was a very, it was like the crucible. It, there was a lot of finger pointing and blame gaming. <laughs> Everyone was on their toes. It was not a pleasant environment, let me tell you. I saw Goody Evans scratch his head. <laughs> I know, <Did> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, oh yeah, no, it was far more of a kind of like, uh, like a commune at my school where everyone was like, yeah, share the knits. Like, <laughs> I'll pick yours out. That was a oh. big thing, picking knits out of each other's hair. Mm, yeah, de-knitting each other, sort of like monkeys. Um, and also, it just felt so pointless each time I'd go home and have my scalp sort of like raised with like tea tree oil and the knit comb. And I just knew that I was going back to immediately catch it off my dorm mate. Ellie, I hate to break it to you, but I think the fact that we're having this conversation is an indicator that we haven't quite gotten our hands around the idea of Kelly Ben Simone's hotness and that we still have a ways to go. You don't know that, James. On Thursday, she may say that knits are hot. <laughs> I've read ahead and I can confirm, shockingly, that she actually doesn't say that knits are hot. I mean, does she address them at all? Because I'm leaving that on the table. To be fair, yeah, no, yeah, no, it's up in the air. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, we'll come to, on we'll then. We'll have to get her on the podcast and ask what some questions. What godforsaken day of the week are we on? So we're on Thursday and the title of Thursday is Tricks of My Trade. Ooh. Which sounds to me, it kind of sounds like an episode from Secret Diary of a Call Girl, don't you think? Oh, Billy Piper. What a legend. So now that we've learned the the basic building blocks of hotness, or so I thought anyway... Kelly promises to share some even more hard-earned advice to help us really kick things up a notch. Okay. And as she reassures us, she's already said this, but she really wants to kind of emphasize this point. She says, I'm actually glad for the mistakes I've made because anyone who doesn't make mistakes doesn't learn. And if you don't learn, you're boring. And I can only assume if you're boring, you're not hot. Can I, I mean, I'm in total agreement with with Miss Bensimone there. So maybe maybe I am becoming hot because she's making total sense to me there. James, I love my mistakes. I want to marry my mistakes. <laughs> my mistakes are the best part of me. <laughs> I think about my mistakes at night. They keep me warm. <laughs> they slowly embrace me. Me and my mistakes are going steady. What? Okay, yeah. Please stop me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Well, carrying on. Da, 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 da. Um, I'm now worried that you've left me. You're on Kelly's wavelength and I'm still in negative town. I really felt that tonal shift. I felt like we disconnected there as if I just got a new best friend and you'd been left third wheeling in the playground. I'd like to consciously uncouple at this point, yes. <laughs> so one of Kelly's most important life lessons came at her first horse show. And anyone who watched Kelly era of The Real Housewives of New York City will know that horse riding is a very, very big part of her life. And um, it was on this momentous occasion. Did, can I just ask, did all of our first mistakes not happen at, at at the horse show? Oh, yeah. I mean, that goes without saying. Is that just me? Right. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I feel like that's where we all really started to learn where, oh, fucking hell, I fucked it up. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's where we all start. <laughs> Forget this it. better be good. Okay, no, no. <laughs> no, it's not. So it was at this momentous occasion when um, she made this unbelievably devastating misstep. She says, I decided to have an egg on a bagel from the food service van. Ellie, take a guess how she did at this horse show. Not good. She did all right in the competition. (laughs) (laughs) She she makes a lot of food-based mistakes here. Does I feel like I feel like it's incredible. She's managed to like churn a book out of her like three experiences of indigestion in her life. (laughs) Well, don't forget also she ate Chinese chicken soup and was sick when she gave birth to Sia, but then she ate a turkey sandwich when she gave birth to Teddy and she was absolutely fine. Oh, James, I remember. Then she (laughs) went to the baseball game and ate all of the sushi. (laughs) Like these harrowing experiences have stuck with me. So I'm glad it's doing something. You don't feel a need to jot them down in a notebook separately so that you can keep them in your memory forever. No, I'm just like somebody like sent her a Rennie tablet. Like (laughs) it will change her life. Just some Pepto-Bismol and then we wouldn't need this book in the first place, would we? So that was literally the whole story. And um, she re- legitimately refers to this as one of the biggest lessons. And apparently that lesson... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. It does not say in the book that she went to a horse show and ate an egg on a bagel and then did all right in the horse show. And that was one of the biggest lessons of her life. It it does, Even yes. for Kelly, that's too much. I... I I don't know why we keep going through this, why we're sitting in such disbelief. But yes, that is what happens in the book. Yes. Jesus Christ, Kelly, get yourself together! She says, the lesson is, because I'm sure it needs spelling out, to never eat more than I normally would. So God help her what she normally eats now if she's about to do a horse show, if an egg and a bagel is too much for her to eat. An egg and a bit, that feels like a sensible protein... That's elevens is for me. (laughs) Gluten... Why are you laughing? (laughs) Yeah. A second breakfast. (laughs) I know. Literally, I had a bagel for breakfast. I'm one step away. I'm one step away from making one of the biggest mistakes of my life and I didn't even know it. But Ellie, as I'm sure plenty of people are screaming at us as they're listening to this at home, this is why we need the book because we're not hot. So we need to just kind of take this on board. She's told us once. She's told us twice. She's now told us thrice. Do not eat more than you normally would because you'll end up with a very poorly tummy. And you won't be able to do well in your horse shows, which is why yeah. we were scarred by our first horse show showings. It's bad timing for me to really want some chocolate fingers. Okay, so this should all be elementary to us by now, because as we know, we've both been diligently taking notes in our notebook, as opposed to taking notes in the book itself, because that, of course, would be anathema. And so we've committed all of Kelly's hot tips to memory. So we're now in a position to really push ourselves into understanding new, uh, more sophisticated dimensions of hotness. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, for instance, you may, Ellie, have heard some vague hearsay that water was important. What, H2O? The very same. Your standard your standard H2O. Your run-of-the-mill H2O. Have it bubbly, have it straight. Yeah. <laughs> have it in ice. <laughs> have it in your shower. So you're au fait with water, it's safe to say. Oh, yeah. Me and water are like this. Okay. We're, like, we're tight. We're tight. Oh, Okay, so she's advanced. Okay, so this this should be interesting for you then, because Kelly, ever the pedagogue, she really digs into the specifics of water to make sure that we're up to date on the hottest tricks of the trade. 
She says staying hydrated is important no matter what you're doing. So I always try mm. to drink my eight glasses or about a liter of water a day. Soda isn't water. Coffee isn't water. Water is water. Drink throughout Sorry, the day. Sorry, hold the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Should go over that again? Coffee isn't water. <laughs> Coffee ain't water, Ellie. I'm telling you now. It's like Brexit means Brexit. Water means water. <laughs> exactly. Put that on a poster. Absolutely. God, you I need it? to go rethink some things. See, you always. this is the beauty of the book, is that you think you know something. I know. And then your mind is just blown. It's just a re-education. She says, drink throughout the day. Don't try to get it all down at once. You wouldn't drown an orchid, so don't drown yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie. Please, for the love of God, don't drown yourself. See, you got you got you got cocky with your knowledge of water. You thought you had it in the bag, but I know you. I do, and I know you try and drink it all in one go. You know me, up in the morning, glug eight glasses down in one, vomit profusely. When I stayed with you that one, the summer of 2016, I come down the stairs every morning and you'd be stood there by the sink. Drenched, just holding just like... one of those giant like water cooler containers of water just down in <laughs> yeah, one, yeah. like a giant bottle. <laughs> just like moaning. I was whispering under my breath, like, Ellie, pace yourself. But also I didn't know if I knew enough about water that I could actually say that out loud. But I bet at the time you were thinking like, oh, she wouldn't drown an orchid. Why would she do this to herself? I know, exactly, Ellie. It's just common knowledge, you know, come on. Just like take the knowledge that you know about orchids and then just transfer it onto yourself. It's often the last people that we think of is ourselves, isn't it? Absolutely. When it comes to water consumption or lack thereof. I'm going to need to write this one down. Mm. Don't drown yourself <laughs> underline that one as specifically, well specifically <laughs> specifically with drinking water treat yourself like an orchid because i i i quite often nearly drown myself in the bath i don't know about you but i have a terrible habit of falling asleep in the bath well that's dangerous because your bath is in your bedroom i know this so <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> why would why would that make why would my bath being in my bedroom make it more dangerous than just falling asleep in the bath? <laughs> Which is the dangerous bit. Because Ellie, my fear is that you've gone, you've gotten home, you've gone to the sink, you've gotten one of those ginormous Evian bottles and then you've drowned yourself with it. And then you're so disorientated with the, the water overload that you've then sort of staggered upstairs. Just... <laughs> and then um, in your, in your dizzy haze, you've kind of mistaken the bath for the bed. So you have indeed fallen asleep in the bath face first just sl- flapping about all night For, fallen in the tub that that's pre-run of course <laughs> that's, ellie there's got a full bath at- waiting in it <laughs> at yeah, all times in case i ever but... in case i ever fancy a dip well oh. funny thing uh, uh kelly's next point is um always make sure that your bath is full because you never know when you want to dip no <laughs> no <I'm- laughs> Got ya. Fully bought it. <laughs> it just didn't sound that out of place. No, no. No, that's the scary thing. I could literally say anything at this point and you'd believe it. But actually, we're going to change gears at this point to another equally high-tech bit of advice, which is just in case, you know, you haven't figured out how to navigate this whole internet thing, Kelly has helpfully included a few exciting novel websites that you too can check out so you'll have a lot of resources at your fingertips to make you a hotter person are you ready for these i'm ready i've got my pen at the ready okay number one www.amazon.com 
Your one-stop shopping for just about any book, periodical, or product you might want to read or buy in order to get hot. I'm going to whiz <laughs> through the next few. She's digging deep here, isn't she? She's I know, really yeah. taken the time to curate a lovely <laughs> list for us of little local businesses and hidden exactly, gems of the internet. Know. It's very considered. Amazon. So the next one is ESPN.com, which is everything you need to know to stay up to date on any sport. And then we have WebMD.com, which is useful, up-to-date, trustworthy information on medical and health issues. And then finally, this one's actually quite handy, is Yumly.com, which claims to have every recipe in the world. Hey, hey. I don't know about you, but that Amazon one sounds super cool. I'm going to have to check that out later Absolutely. On. What was that? WebMD? That sounds like a really smart place to go and check out if you're like worried if you have some symptoms or something like that. And you're yeah, if you've got like a, a tickly cough. Yeah. And you kind of want to like wind yourself up and scare yourself a bit by misdiagnosing yourself. Exactly. That's where I'm going to hit. Yeah. I can't wait. Misdiagnosis is hot. So we're quickly um, going to move on now as we move from that list into the following quotation from Kelly, which says... I'm just writing down yumly because that actually sounds quite good. I know, we will have to check that out later. So this one, I actually need you to help me out with this one. Oh, like role play? No, 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 no. Just I, I think we need two brains working on this little gem of oh, information. Just... <laughs> Don't light me up like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Some say role play. <laughs> I don't think my back's ever been straighter. She says, I suggest that you take a picture of yourself every day. Some days when you're feeling your fattest, you may be surprised to see that you really look great. So I think at this point, I just want to have a bit of a recap because even though we've taken a week to sort of... Oh, the glasses are this, off. Yeah, I've got a... Oh, I'm rubbing the bridge of my nose at this point. You just uh, aged by about 30 years. So I need to put them back on. <laughs> I can't see a thing. <laughs> back on they go. Oh, that was such are. a silver fox yeah. moment it's most i think i've ever fancied you you just like pinching the bridge of your nose there from oh is that all it took oh, i've known you for 10 years and you've evaded me this whole time I okay now i know <laughs> too bad i'm married now elusive beer guy yeah. so can we just uh, yeah fat is not hot except being comfortable in your body is hot and trying to be skinny is not hot but being skinny is hot. Mm. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, um, we're going to go to uh, Friday's chapter now, which promises to introduce us to the... Sorry, w- just to check. So Thursday, yeah. her tricks of the trade um, were... I Sorry, I just have to write this down for my notes. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah, be course. completely lost when I look back. So um, bagel and egg for breakfast is a big no-no. Yep. Um, Especially if you're doing a horse show. Don't drown yourself in water. Yep. Okay. Uh, don't drown an orchid or yourself. You have to drink water as you would uh, water an orchid. So you can just have three ice cubes once a week and just let it melt slowly down your gullet. Great. And snap a, a photo of yourself every day, which to be fair, I already do. So great. <laughs> that's great. I can tick that one off the list. So Friday's chapter promises to introduce us to the world of hot couture, which... I'm assuming means hot fashion, but you'd be forgiven for thinking otherwise because it opens immediately with a completely unfashion-related, irrelevant story about Kelly meeting Madonna, the Madonna, shortly after both women had given birth. Oh, wow. So this may be like quite revealing on why she was so sensitive of being compared to Madonna by Bethany. I had no idea there was like a personal history there. 
Oh my goodness. Yes, Ellie. I never... Oh my God. I think we've, we've actually uncovered something. This is quite exciting. Oh, whoa. Hold the phone. Actually, oh no, I'm quite serious. I'm quite excited by this discovery. Ellie, this could explain a lot. Tell me more. She does have a complex about Madonna as this, um, as this story will uh, reveal. Do you want to hear it? Obviously. What do you mean, do I want to hear it? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's not waste any more time. Of course, I want to hear it. <laughs> no, I think I'm good, actually. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, no, I'm fine. Talk to you next week. Well, you have to set healthy boundaries when it comes to Kelly's book at some point. So Kelly says that um, she met Madonna shortly after they both gave birth. Kelly had gained a healthy fifty pounds, in her words, which despite my feelings about the matter and despite her phrasing here, I'm assuming from the context of the anecdote that follows in Kelly's mind is not hot. And I assume that because Madonna, she says, on the other hand, was in quotes, flat stomached and therefore hot and cool. Eh? First of all, I've barely gotten to grips with Kelly's definition of hot. So introducing cool into the mix and what that could possibly mean to someone like Kelly is... Yeah, is too much for one yeah. person com- yeah it's too much for one person to bear i'm also so confused by her relationship with with weight not to get too bogged down in this but she keeps trying to tell us that being comfortable in your body is hot but then she keeps dropping tips or stories that imply that she feels that weight gain is not hot so i'm f- i'm getting a very mixed message on, on the like I, I just don't know where I stand James I don't know where I stand with my weight in Kelly's eyes and that is very discombobulating because I don't understand how I'm supposed to transition <laughs> to hotness with such a confusing Ellie sense. stay with very me upset. No. I'm sorry, James. <laughs> we're in this together we'll lose our baby weight together it's fine so don't okay. worry she's good there's a happy ending to this she assures us hurriedly that she lost all that all weight right. within the following six weeks and she was actually thinner than i had been pre-pregnancy oh thank god actually no i take that back I, i'm at an utter loss right. as to what the point of this story could possibly be i'm so confused but blessedly kelly is gracious enough to explain she says so what's the lesson here that oh. madonna had personal trainers and chefs to whip her back into shape and i didn't and still don't I shouldn't have been comparing myself to her in the first place. My advice to you is don't compare yourself to anyone else, only to your personal best. See, this is a perfect example of Kelly's enigmatic literary style, which sets her apart from her contemporaries, which is to present a universally accepted piece of advice. In this case, don't compare yourself to others. But it's couched within such a bizarre and logically disorganized narrative that by the time you actually reach the moral of the story... You're so exhausted trying to pass mm. some sense out of it. You just end up nodding in passive acceptance. The moral being, don't compare yourself to Madonna. Just f- fair enough. Let Bethany Frankel do it for you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. why, of course, when Bethany compared yeah. her to Madonna, she was like, don't compare me to Madonna. She was like, she was straight in there being like. Yeah, she lost her baby weight immediately. She has a chef and personal trainers. I don't. She has personal trainers. It's not the same. Oh my. She doesn't talk like that. But I don't think anyone <laughs> talks quite like how I just. I know what our but... joint thesis is going to be for the next um, Journal of Housewives Sciences. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm. So 
So we're going to move on to some actually hot couture related advice, some fashion tidbits. Can I just stop you? Because each time you say hot couture, I just need to check. Is this when it's written haute couture, like H-A-U-T-E? Oh, Ellie, you're the Kelly whisperer. I hadn't even put that together. That may be, she may be going for a pun here. It's spelt hot, of course, but yeah, haute couture, maybe. And what is haute couture? Because whenever I've seen it written in my life or said... I've not been fully confident. Well, as someone who in its meaning. Well, it's it's French, Ellie, and thank you. It means high, so high fashion. Oh my god! Of course, it does. Cue a load of angry tweets and messages from people who actually speak French. Who are going to tell us otherwise? I speak French. I just can't believe that I didn't. I've so seen it as a separate word that I never even thought about like translating it. Mm. I think it was partly because I I meant more like as like a concept what made something haute couture, <laughs> um, but it's been one of those words that I've never been fully comfortable saying, <laughs> all the many times I've had to say it. Right, but like all the many times you've had to wear it. <laughs> it uh, oh my god, honestly, James. Yeah. Every friggin' week, someone's calling me oh, up. Oh, this haute couture I'm wearing, and I just don't know how to pronounce it. Being like, will you wear this burlap sack to the opera for us? And I'm like, okay, okay. But only because it's my birthday. Right, thank you for clearing that up for yeah, me. Yeah, of course, anytime. Right, are we on to Saturday yet? No, we've only just started hot couture. We've only got into the fashion part of Oh, sorry. So sh- sorry, I think I was eager to move on because it makes me uncomfortable because I feel out of my out of my depth in the world of the... Of the oat. I've advised you to take notes on these oat little tidbits here, okay? So she's got a little list. Right, in French or English? In English, mostly. Broken English. She says, scarves are hippie chic, cool, and always hot. Number two. Yeah. Can I just quickly say that when you said hippie chic, because we've just been talking about French, I heard it in a French accent, like hippie chic. So like, hippie chic. (laughs) Hippie chic. If you're narrow, show like, off. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. Say, no, I was done. You got some more hippie shake material. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to say any more on the hippie shake. <laughs> Do the hippie, hippie shake. Um, sorry. If you're narrow. If you're narrow. If you're narrow. If you're narrow, show off how narrow you are with your monochromatic palette. Right. I'm not narrow, so I'm I'm shapely. Let's, let's pass on that. So one. what do I go for? Like strictly pastels. Maybe this one will be handy for you. Ankles are the new cleavage. Bollocks are they? Long lean ankles, I'm assuming only. See, now that gets my back up because I am very busty with cankles. So (laughs) if you take away cleavage from me and tell me that my stubby little ankles are suddenly the thing that all the all the lads are looking at, I'm screwed. So piss off, Kelly. I mean, Ellie, I I hope You'll be glad to hear this. Maybe I'm not in the right social circles, but I've never, ever heard a man comment on a lady's ankles in either direction. So I think you may be safe. Ooh. I think this may be, maybe Kelly may be too ahead of her time on that one. Dare I say it? Okay. I rest assured. Thank you. Kelly's selfless giving nature is highlighted yet again in the following passage in which she explains that Mm. all these celebrities have stylists who pull the clothes, accessories and shoes that make them look the way they do. They charge a lot of money for what they do. So why not get some free advice based on my experience? And what, pray tell, is this coveted advice that Kelly's so lovingly sharing with her readers free of charge? Are you ready for this? Yep, my pen is poised. Number one. 
save sweatpants for the gym. Oh, she didn't see 2020 coming, did she? I haven't worn pants since March. That's disgusting. My mum... Thought this was a sharing circle, Ellie, (laughs) amongst friends. Hot friends. Really, really hot. Sorry, I know. It's meant to be a safe space. Um, My mum really showed her age the other day when I... I think it was like a generational thing. Because I don't know about you, but I feel like loungewear, especially this year, has become quite chic Mm. it's like i'm thinking like cashmere two pieces kind of everyone's selling a very like um sort of sheep skin kind of cream colored chisel and my mum asked what i wanted for christmas and i was like well loungewear is pretty nice at the moment because i'm i'm not doing anything and i'm staying at home and she was like, I think we just solved why you don't have a boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> I beg your pardon. And she was like, oh, well, when I think of loungewear, I think of sort of, you know, big elasticated waists and like pajamas. And I was like, mummy, please. No, times have changed. Woman. Yeah. Times have changed. With the program. But also, nothing wrong with an elasticated waist. I own many pairs of big elasticated cotton knickers and... <laughs> Yeah, and I and I do just fine. Okay, good. Good. You had me on a cliffhanger <laughs> no. there. I'm glad. <laughs> I think fine being the operative word. Yeah, there. just fine. Just no more, no less. Fine. <laughs> so number. Right, give me the next one. Save PJs for the bedroom. So in a similar vein to number one. None of this has aged well. Yeah. Number three. Dress as if you were the boss. Dress as if you have a job at this point. Of. Well, just the exactly. <laughs> Number four, this one annoys me. Remember what Carrie Bradshaw says. Nothing is casual anymore, even when it says so on the invitation. Zing. Okay, we're not going anywhere. No. And number five, Manolo Blahniks are a girl's best friend. They're really not, unless you have a best friend who's one of those people who slowly ruins your evening as it goes on and (laughs) causes you to stagger home at three in the morning in tears also a best friend who enjoys bleeding you dry like they're incredibly expensive and given that she was phrasing this as like a money saving set of you know free advice oh yeah for the common person that is a kind of a bitter pill to swallow but i also just want to make the point that out of those five points like i don't want to complain about free advice where it's given you know but out of those five points two of them are just basic instructions to wear somewhat situationally appropriate clothing and then the other three is just like Mm. the kind of cliche that you'd find on a load of tat at matalan you know right what were you expecting james i don't know i don't know stop losing sight of what we're reading she's lost sight of what she's writing because at this point she's distracted by the color of her fingernails and she launches us very much headfirst into a sermon on the color red are you ready am i red e God. Don't you dare roll your eyes at me. <laughs> Getting this from all angles today, Kelly and Ellie. So I painted my reds. Oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> ah! I painted my nails red the minute I started writing this book. I wanted to see my short red nails tapping away on my MacBook Pro. Almost every red dress is smoking hot. And I've never met a guy who doesn't think a woman in a red dress isn't hot. He's a liar if he denies it. Oh. How chilling. Very. I can imagine her on a date with Max and she like brings up the color red and she's probably like, Max, I know like you think red is smoking hot. And he's like, no, it's not really my favorite color. And her just like staring at him. Liar. Liar. You're a liar. (laughs) I'm just trying to think of a 
someone wearing a red dress who's not hot. Like, Satan? Oh, well, depends who you ask. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of more of a tunic, really. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) As long as it's red, who cares? I'm not asking any questions. (sighs) So she's not done with red yet. She's got a few more red examples here. She says, When I was sitting in the front row of a Marc Jacobs fashion show a few years ago, I wore a full red short skirt, a tight red sweater, and red open-toed shoes. One of the editors from the New York Times was sitting across from me, and as we were waiting for the show to begin, I kept crossing and recrossing my legs to make him laugh. (laughs) I'm still stuck on a full red short skirt because I don't understand what that means. I'm actually shocked that I got that out correctly first time. A full but short red skirt. What does that mean? I don't know, like a big... So she's poofy, just like sat s- <laughs> short but poofy, a bit like me. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just sat like scissoring her legs back and forth, laughing I like know. a <laughs> like a maniac. What kind of joke do you think she had written on the gusset of her knickers that he found so funny? A short one, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, clearly it had to be something very succinct. I just want to say I'm very struck with the fact that it was apparently one of the editors from the New York Times as well. What kind of article do you think that he wrote about her the next day? Mad woman dressed as Miss Scarlet harasses people at fashion show, probably. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, stupid. Anyway, uh, so it was a long wait. She carries on with this story. And she says, and after a while, some guy I didn't know who was at the other end of the row leapt towards me and screamed that he was obsessed with my feet. How crazy is it that red open-toed shoes and red toenails could create such a reaction? Satan? (laughs) (laughs) He was wearing a tunic and everything. He leapt towards her screaming like a banshee. That's terrifying. (laughs) I'm obsessed with your feet! (laughs) God. Sure, like the bagel and egg is one of the big life experiences we have to hear about, but this is just brushed over. This is just a walk in the park for her. She says, no, to be fair, she does say red is hot, even stalker hot. Yikes. Yikes. Oh, Yikes, so, school. I mean, <laughs> I caramba. So I think this is another humbling reminder that Kelly's the maestro and we're just a couple of students because I'm not quite sure where stalker hot fits into the whole complex web of Mm. hotness and whether that's a good or a bad thing. Um, But we must move on. We must move on. (laughs) We must. We must. We must. Please, now. So we have some hot tips for heating up your image. Okay. Okay. Um, Oh, just a minute. picking some earwax out. (laughs) No, take, no, I was just, it was uncomfortable. I was All right, let's get those hot okay. tips down you. Okay, let's keep it, yeah. The sooner the better. <laughs> so, number one, put on a pair of jeans and a white t-shirt. So get dressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing about putting on knickers or anything. Bear clothes. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Number two, put your hair in a ponytail. Right, do your hair. Okay. Number three, put on a pair of hoop earrings. Right. And she then ends with, even though she's talked about jeans and a white t-shirt, her final point is, um, wear your jeans a size smaller instead of a size larger. What? For some reason, wearing jeans in your actual size doesn't seem to be an option. You absolute sicko. Who would do that? (laughs) These are jeans we're talking about. There's no give. 
Who would wear your d- smaller? <laughs> smaller. Even if they're smaller. skinny jeans, then that's gonna be that's a health hazard more than anything. Like medically, yeah. That's that. Do you know what? That's terrifying. Quite frankly. Also, I can't tie my hair in a ponytail because it's too short. So it's really triggered you. Also, not very inclusive. It's discriminatory. I was going to say. Yeah. Screw you, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly closes the chapter with a reminder to remember what's on top of your head. A head? I'm assuming she means, yeah. <laughs> Millinery is hot. She says, there's nothing hotter than a hot head of hair. Okay. So hair is hot. And then in brackets, she's put, unless it's a hunky bold guy. I know it's a fruitless task trying to Hang make on, sense. Hang on, I'm sorry. So yet again, is it now... Right, now I'm pinching the bridge of my nose. Yep. <laughs> is the hotness a result of the amount of hair? Is this yet another dig from Kelly at me? I honestly feel like she's written this book targeted at me specifically as a sort of shapely, <laughs> long, large-legged, <laughs> cankly, short-haired British woman to fall apart. That's you. I've not sold myself there, have I? If anyone single has listened to this, I'm shapely in a, you know, really, really a hard way. I yeah, you are shapely. Cool, she had you at shapely. Cool, stylish, sexy French bob, and my number is 077 696. <laughs> and you can guess the rest. Okay, well, I, I this has actually answered a question for me because I was going to try and make sense of this, where she's saying that have both hair and a lack of hair are hot then what's the point bringing it up in the first place but maybe she's saying a full like victoria's secret she says head of hair or boldness they're both hot but maybe like middle of the road someone like yourself ellie someone with hair but like short hair that's not hot are you trying to make me cry (laughs) ellie i love your i love your short hair (laughs) it's too little too late Maybe um, the subject of our next chapter will um, cheer you up. It's dude. Um, also, you don't have a full head of hair or a ball. All right, either. all right. So, okay, like, well, just... <laughs> you're right in the same boat with me in the not hot boat. I feel like I'm back at primary school during knit season with all this finger pointing going on. <laughs> Kelly's taking us to a very dark place here. I feel like we're just kind of like lashing out on each other at this point. God, do we still have? Do we still have Saturday and Sunday, James? We can't. We can't hang about anymore. Go, can't do a part I know. Three. I know. God, <laughs> how long has this been? god ah so we're going to start um our saturday chapter and the title is heat up your hot image with healthy options today okay. so saturdays as kelly tells us are for fun activities for example if you're in the mall go to different stores and figure out which looks will make you hot that's just shopping ask other shoppers for advice <laughs> why does she keep <laughs> explaining but specifically walking up to strangers and then holding items and going hi am i hot no holding up something am i hot now no how about now yeah i mean no. that's how i how shop. about now you know like <laughs> it's a very communal oh, okay, experience okay, right. well do you do this she says parks are great for people watching who looks fit and healthy? What? People judging more like? I mean, Ellie, I, I really do hope you would personally intervene if I told you that my weekend plans consisted of going to a park and just sitting there pointing out people I don't think are healthy enough. Yeah, I would think that you had a disorder setting in. Like I would intervene mm. at that point. Yeah. Ding, ding. Time for the KKB Fit Hot Quiz. A quiz? Yeah, well. It's nearly as exciting as role play. <laughs> 
there's too many coin terms in this title for my liking. You have KKB quiz or fit quiz or hot quiz. You can't have all three. You can't have KKB fit hot quiz. That's just greedy. Oh my God. Get this woman an editor. Okay. Quiz me. It's not a quiz. I'm telling you because... (laughs) Stop ruining my dream. Quiz me. I'm going to have to make up some questions then because let me tell you, these questions are immediately followed by Kelly's musings. So you don't really get a chance to make a considered response. So, I mean... Let, let, let's try a random question together. Um, number six, how Kelly Green are you? Who's Kelly Green? CeeLo's <laughs> sister. I don't know who that is. It's not some, how Kelly Green are you. So remember, this is something that she does. This is one of her literary techniques. She takes a normal adjective that we all know and love, like green, and then she tries to like put Kelly or KKB at the beginning of it to make a new neologism. Right. Do you mean green like environmental? Um, no, not even that, actually. Just ba- how much green stuff have you eaten, basically, is what she's getting at. Okay. In my life? <laughs> Unclear. Okay. <laughs> how Kelly Green are you? That's all we're given. Okay. So we have option A. I had a Kelly Green juice. And then she puts next to that, wasn't it yummy? B. I had a smoothie from the health food store with a splash of spinach. And then she puts, great choice. And then she puts, C. I had kale chips, spinach, and quinoa. What is this, a fucking menu? <laughs> I know. Like, none of them are particularly <laughs> wrong answers. This is what's getting This is me. so weird. But also, it's not a scale. These are just different options. Exactly. There, there is no wrong answer, apart from maybe D, which she just puts, other and then nothing. There's no, like, input from her there, which is quite haunting in a way. It's kind of, you know, we can only assume what her silence means. I take it to just be her blinking at us for several seconds of silence. She's just silently judging you at that point. I, exactly. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Um, however, there are some questions that do have very clear wrong answers. I need us to get to Sunday. I need us to get to the day of rest. Well, I'll do, I'll do a couple quickly. So there's one, number eight. How KKB fit are you? I imagine not very, but... Again, okay. she doesn't really define KKB fit, but what we can glean is that we take off KKB and we're just, how fit are you? So one of the options is, haven't had a meal since last night, but I'm going to skip breakfast and go on a run. I won't eat anything until lunch. Haven't haven't had a meal since last night, but I'm going to skip breakfast. But yeah. that's the, like... What do you mean, but? You mean, and yeah. I'm going to skip breakfast. Yeah, Kelly, like, I have been starving myself all of yesterday, but don't worry. I'm going to balance out that starvation by starving myself a bit more today. So it kind of, like, cancels the two out. As if she's it's, like, oh, okay, makes... yeah, say no more. Yeah. Right. Continue. <laughs> but thankfully, she says, sorry, but starving your body is not KKB fit. So she's actually managed to think of a person who's more um, unhinged okay. when it comes to their dieting practices than she is. Okay. So she does occasionally tell us when we're when there is a wrong answer. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make a difference anyway, because when the quiz ends, I'm sure you'll be shocked to know there's absolutely no grading system or final thoughts to give us any decisive insight as to whether or not we actually aced this test and are, in fact, KKB fit, because she's busy laying the groundwork for our final chapter. Oh, are you excited? God, James, I am so excited. Please give us the day of rest and the reckoning and set me free. Well, you're going to get very angry first because she very smugly says, Now, as you get ready for Sunday fun day, take a few minutes to think about how you define hot. Has your definition changed or evolved since you started reading this book? Yes, I don't ever want to hear the word again, ever. 
I now have negative association with a word that I previously had no care for whatsoever. I mean, I it, it just didn't matter to me what hot meant. Now I feel like I'm going to actively flinch whenever anyone says the word hot. Well, Ellie, this is great news because Kelly says, if so, if your definition of hot has changed, I'm doing my job. <laughs> And it's like, in fairness to her, it has made me reconsider the definition of hot, as you said. <laughs> Along with a large chunk of the English language and how it's structured and organised. And this podcast yeah. and whether I want to do it yeah, anymore. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and our friendship. Yeah, we've, you know. Kelly's had a huge impact. It's been a growing experience for everyone all around, I think. So this this chapter just consists of a list entitled, Why Don't You? And I'm immediately getting a bit clammy. And I'm correct in trusting my gut here because it is literally just a deranged list of ill-advised activities that you should never do at home on any day, let alone a Sunday fun day. For instance, use an electric teapot as a clothing steamer. Uh. (laughs) (coughs) Your body's had enough. It's conking out. It wasn't even the sentence. It was your reaction to it. <laughs> but like, why would you do that? The strange noise that you just made. Uh, oh, it, She's reduced yeah. me to just nonsensical noises. Bass noises. Yeah. Okay. And she has another one, which is even worse. Make grilled cheese sandwiches or press wraps using a hot clothes iron. Why? Is she okay? That's... Again, like with the with the um, forced family fun smoothie cup, I have a very vivid image of her at home, just like giggling to herself like as she uses an making iron, making cheese toasties yeah. in the clothes iron whilst like doing a French accent. Yeah, and plating it up to no one. There's just like piles and piles of uneaten grilled cheese sandwiches. Of toasties. She's talking to that horse statue oh. in her living room. <laughs> I don't know if it's a one way ticket to fun town. It's a one way ticket to the hospital or the insane asylum. Right. Anyway, that's the end of the week. Oh, that's the end of the... That's it. Is that the end of the book? No. <laughs> no. I, I knew there'd you. be a cheeky little epilogue in there. You. So we have another Just 100 when you thought pages it was safe. Okay. or so. No. Feature, yeah, there's another no, 100 pages. No, James, I won't. I won't do it. <laughs> Stay there. I'm going to do it really quickly. No, this is, this is going to be really quick, I promise. So this is what I was talking about before. This is the recipes section, okay? And... Before she gets into her recipe, she makes it very clear, no one on earth would ever call me a chef. Or a cook. Exactly, yeah. Otherwise, it's just creepy. Just creepy. And the reason why I was saying at the beginning of the last week's episode is that I use recipes loosely, is that they kind of are recipes, but um, it's essentially a collection of meals that are introduced by some really bizarre and often unrelated anecdotes that are tenuously related to said meal before quickly moving on to the next without really telling us how to cook it. Mm. So for instance, um, she has a recipe for grilled ribeye with herb de Provence. Mm, Yeah. And Kelly tells us about meeting the famous chef who inspired this dish, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. She says, when I met Eric, who was still in his 30s at the time, he still had dark hair. I was caught off guard because I thought all chefs had grey hair and smelled like garlic. Famously. Why Why do we care? It's like she's making a point about something that only she would care about. Although I do feel like it vindicates Bethany in a way. Like, I feel like it, it gives more insight as to why she therefore didn't think that Bethany was a chef. Mm, yes. It was purely a matter of her not matching up to the um, the image that... 
Kelly had in her head. A simple misunderstanding, really. She looks like Al Sharpton, but she does not look like a chef. Correct. So she then says, he since invited me many times to go into his kitchen and cook with him, but my fear of losing a finger by being overzealous has prohibited me from accepting. Like, what do you think she means here? Because I'm assuming that she means losing a finger by accidentally cutting it off because she's overzealous when she cuts vegetables. But, and, and I know that normally that would go without saying, but because it's Kelly, I just wonder if she has some kind of like compulsion to just snatch vegetables out from under his knife as he's chopping, you know, mm. and she thinks it's some kind of game. Yeah, I wouldn't put a pasta. Very unnerving. So we then get the uh, introduction to the recipe for bad girl wings. Hang on. And what was what was the yeah. recipe for the rib? Oh, was that it? That was... It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. <laughs> We're moving okay. on. Bad girl wings. Bad girl wings. Uh, she she gives us some uh, like kind of poignant insight into her life as a mother, I would say. She says that these chicken wings are Sia's favorite. I'm sure she loves them because she knows I love wings. She's a cutie like that. So are they Sia's favourites? I'm confused. I'm sure she loves them because I love them. It's not quite how someone's favourite food works. I mean, obviously, it would be ludicrous to assume that little cutie Sia actually enjoys chicken wings just because they taste nice to her. Oh, yeah. It's like, obviously, that couldn't possibly be the case. It's more likely that she just loves them because her mum does. But that's how food works, right, James? Because I know that you love fajitas because I love fajitas. Exactly, yeah. It's like infectious. It's hot either way. Yeah. You know. Sizzling. So she tells us about the creative process behind the development of her next recipe, which is called spicy sultry shrimp and mango stir fry. Mm, yeah. Which for the record is the second recipe in the book to use the word sultry in its title. And she begins it by saying, this is one of the first dishes I made when I started to cook. And then she puts as a little science experiment to which I'm grabbing my pearls and I'm thinking, oh my God. Kelly doing a science experiment and then making it a meal. But thankfully, she does clarify. She says that my method, in inverted commas, was to think of foods I loved and which ones I thought would go well together. So cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Think of ingredients you like and combine them together into a dish that you will then most probably also like. Oh my God, this is like a culinary pioneer. I've been eating know, cardboard right? for the last few years. This is going to change everything. Well, she loses any kind of culinary currency when she moves into her next recipe. Um, I don't want to linger on this one for too long. Please. There seem to be obvious reasons. But I just want to point out that Kelly has a recipe for, as she calls it, Asian-flavoured noodle dish, which she has christened, Me Love You Springtime Noodles. Yeesh. <sighs> I'm moving on. So... This one, I'm reminded once again how Kelly's world and mine can be a very, very different place. When she says, she doesn't just say it, she exclaims it. She says, try using quinoa in this recipe instead of rice. I call that having your cake and eating it too. Eh? How? Like, does she know what that phrase means? She's substituting one bland but healthy carb for another bland but healthy carb. That does not mean having your cake and eating it too. It's the worst of both worlds. It's not the best of both worlds. Unless it's a quinoa cake. I don't want to eat a quinoa cake. That's very much not having your cake and eating it. No, no. one wants to eat a quinoa cake. Having exactly. your cake and eating it too is having a cake How and many more it. of these torturous recipes are you going to We've only got one through? more and it's in... I'm now no, 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 just hungry. So we're actually... This isn't even a food one. This is from the section entitled Beverages, which I don't know about you, couldn't have come sooner because after two weeks of just dissecting this book, I need to get blind drunk and forget that this ever happened. Honestly, James, I don't even drink anymore and I need a drink. <laughs> She's driven you to fall off the wagon. Not, no, you're not alcoholic. Sorry. 
<laughs> she will be but, soon, though. <laughs> everyone's like, who is this like ex-alcoholic with cankles? <laughs> um, but you'll soon discover... Sorry, you'll soon discover that Kelly um, is actually really dictatorial in terms of what alcohol you can and can't drink. And it's not even for okay. reasons of like health or calorie content or anything like that. So we see this in one recipe called the Gin Ginger Beer Tail, mm-hmm. which she says was originally made with gin. But I don't like serving gin drinks because I think it makes people mean. Yeah. Like, can you imagine going to Kelly's house for drinks? And she's like, hi, welcome, come on in, like, fully stocked bar, like, what do you have? And you ask for a gin and tonic or something, and she just goes, no. Does gin make you mean? You, personally, James, does gin make you mean? Well, I think it's meant to be, like, a depressant. I don't think it makes me mean. But it's just, like, it doesn't work like that. Like, even if you think, like, even if I think that, like, tequila makes people, like, whoop it up Vicky Gunvalson style, and, you know, they get a bit out of control. Like, I wouldn't, like, if they asked for a tequila at my house, they had tequila, I wouldn't say, no, you can't have it. Oh, I quite like the idea now of like setting bar boundaries that are like, you can't have red wine because it makes you sleepy. You can't have gin because it makes you bitchy. Then you can orchestrate a perfect evening where everyone's harmonious and perfectly tipsy. Well, I just feel like if Kelly does it, it wouldn't, there wouldn't even be an explanation. It would, she would just say no and then stare at you, presumably as her eyes like fade to black and she wraps her hands around your neck. Oh, sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. God, take us home. So on take that, us, really is, are we we're, de- home. we're home. We're there. That's it. Right, I'm off There's to no the bar. There's no conclusion or anything. What alcohol erases erases your memory of the last couple of weeks? Probably gin. It makes you mean, but that's you know a trade off you'll have to make. I'm straight on the whiskey from this. It's an interesting um, tone to take as we move into the new year. You know, I think the reminder that neither of us are hot. We're no closer to being hot, mm. and we both just want to be driven to drink all the time. Absolutely. I feel like this has been like a really sorrowful end appropriately because it's sort of quite a sorrowful end to the year anyway. But I feel like maybe we can come back with a bang next week in a kind of champagne tequila oh yes of course yeah because oh yeah no yeah everyone get drunk yeah we're gonna need it for next week next week how could i forget we're gonna do uh an alcohol special where we basically just go through all of our favourite moments that the Real Housewives of New York completely lost their shit whilst completely pissed. I'm so excited to talk alcohol. Oh, oh, thank God for that. I know. I mean, it's... That's perked you right up. You're on an upper it now. It really has. I'm sitting up straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll do some role play. Role play for you, alcohol <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good evening. I'm off to do some research. I can't wait. So we're going to do, what, a whole episode talking about alcohol before we get back to our um, our more kind of character-based eps. But I think it's going to be great. I think we're going to have fun. We're going to get into the Berserkshires. We're going to get into tequila, mm. the place, um, yes. and the alcohol. And, uh, and we're going to get to to relive some of our favorite moments and you know what's top of my list at the moment oh what da <laughs> who's the president uh clinton <laughs> and we can only assume oh. what clinton she was even talking about <laughs> oh it's gonna be great oh i just personally can't, oh, wait, can't wait to to drink away the memory of um of these last two episodes so thank you so much for joining us this week on the housewives archives uh make sure to click subscribe and to follow us on instagram at housewives archives so you'll never miss a show while you're at it we would really appreciate a rating or if you'd simply tell your friends about the show that would help us out too 
Thank you so much for joining and putting yourselves through that. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bottoms up. <laughs>